Welcome to The Inner Room, a study where we review highlights on daily scriptures and focus on the instructions and examples they provide to learn mastery of our emotions, to guide us in our spiritual journey, to learn to pray, worship, and listen to God's will for our lives. Don't you love to see the apostolic activity of those that are traveling around the Mediterranean in the Acts of the Apostles as we continue traversing that region of the world with the Apostles? The interesting thing, as we've mentioned before, is that we're following after the descent of the Holy Spirit amongst them. And we ourselves, in our pilgrimage here on earth, are still walking within the Easter season towards Pentecost. So in the church, we still haven't arrived at the descent of the Holy Spirit for the year. And we are seeing what happens with the apostles when they have. What we find is that there are disagreements, and we see that in today's church as well. There are, for example, great disagreements within the church of Germany. We have to pray ardently that in the church in Germany we might find unity, as we find in the Acts of the Apostles, uh, chapter 15. The apostles and presbyter in agreement with the whole church choose representatives, those distinctions and divisions and disagreements that have happened in the church from the beginning. You can imagine the Jewish people receiving this new teaching from Jesus Mm -hmm. and having to follow these new ways of addressing the law must have been really difficult. So whatever difficulties we are encountering today, we have to look back and find find that agreement that they found. They have named some new people. They had Paul and Barnabas, which would have been difficult, as we've talked about before, because Paul was persecutor of the church and murderer of Stephen. And they have to accept him and they have to walk with him. And now they choose Judas. They also call them Barsabbas and Silas amongst the leaders. And they are going to send them off as well. And what do we find as all of this is happening Some of them are upset with the teachings and disturbed with their peace of mind. So what do you do when you're upset and your peace of mind is disturbed? It is important to know that an image of peace in the center of our chest, almost as if it were a tank of gas, is a very useful idea. What happens to us when we run out of gas in the car? Well, we're stranded and we have to walk and it becomes extremely inconvenient. What if we could start to think about the peace in our hearts like a tank from our chest, you know, under our neck, all the way down to our belly, beyond into our abdomen. And it is a peace a tank that it's full when we remain in the presence of God. All of this week, we're going to read about the word of remaining and abiding in God. And when we do that, our peace tank fills up. But when we get disturbed and upset, There's almost like a leak, something that leaks out and we begin to lose it. So our practice is to remain full of this gas by remaining in the presence of the Lord, by taking deep breaths, by not allowing our our mind to run off in different directions, by reading verses of the Bible, by reading Psalms, by putting songs on and letting the atmosphere be charged with praise so that our peace is not going to leak. Because what we find is that these apostles that are sent with a message to this church in Antioch, and they're reading about what the apostles and the presbyters have sent back to them, 
when they read it in Antioch, they gather and all of a sudden they are delighted with the exhortation. Remaining in the word, remaining, reading out loud the word of God, just like the church of Antioch, helps us to move from upset to delight. And what is one of the practices from the inner room that we talk about all the time? Psalm 57 tells us, I will give you thanks amongst the people. When we give thanks, the vibration of our brain gets elevated and we then move from feelings of, of upset or disturbance or depression into, into higher and higher vibrations that get towards delight. So let's imitate what the Acts of the Apostles tells us. Read out loud the word, gather together, praise and sing hymns. And then our heart becomes steadfast in the Lord as we sing and we chant and we praise so that by giving thanks together and chanting these praises, we can then have ourselves connected to God and move into the light. And that is what we see in the gospel reading for today, John 15. Jesus says to the disciples, this is my commandment, love one another as I love you. He doesn't say a ton of things. He says one message over and over Love one another as I lay my life down for you. You lay your life down for each other. I've called you friends. I've told you everything the Father has told me. And then this beautiful thing. We think, oh my goodness, I love Jesus. I've chosen Jesus. No, Jesus says, I've chosen you. I have chosen you. I've appointed you to go and bear fruit that will remain so that whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he may give you. And what is it that activates this is that we are loving one another. And sometimes that's not hard. That's not easy, isn't it? Sometimes it's pretty hard. Sometimes maybe one of your kids has said something that you just think, are you kidding me? There's all of these that I've done for you. And now all of a sudden you show up with this disrespectful tone, demanding things without any concern for anyone else. As if you were the only person, if you have a teenager, maybe you've seen that, or if you have a toddler. Or perhaps you're not even married yet, or maybe you're never interested in getting married and you have a friend who has taken you for granted or maybe has betrayed you, betrayed a confidence, something you've shared. And all of a sudden, this idea of loving one another goes out the window because you think, I need revenge. I need to get even. I need to let them know that you don't play like that with me. You should have known better. And our thoughts and our feelings start to be thwarted in a direction that is not praiseworthy. How do we move ourselves out of that? Well, if you have a sponge that is filled with one feeling, the first thing you need to do is sque squeeze out whatever is soaking that sponge. And if it is grief or, or sadness, we need to squeeze it out. One way of squeezing it out is to name it. Another one is to talk to a friend that is somebody that is not going to uh, help us go deep and dig into an emotion where we're going to get lost, but just name it so that we can then let it go. And then we fill out that sponge with praise, with thanksgiving, with hymns, so that that vibration inside of our hearts starts to get elevated. So let us go to the throne. Father Almighty, we ask you this, that you sanctify our thoughts and our feelings, that you sanctify our actions and the wishes of our heart. We ask, Father, that we learn to love one another as you love us, that we may accept the message of your Son, Jesus Christ, that we may follow it, that in remaining in that love, 
we may then move into signs, miracles, and wonders of your presence in our life. As we move through the Easter season, Father, grant us your salvation. We choose your salvation. We choose to live as sons and daughters of the Most High. And we ask all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hello, this is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and I welcome you to this inner room. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the inner room, Emotions in the Bible. And we would love to hear your questions, your ideas, or your comments. Thank you for joining us today.